Has pride been holding you hostage, keeping you away from God's will? Find out today on Bold Steps with Mark Job. How long you're in the bottom of the barrel, how long you're in a cycle of defeat, how long you're broken in your life, all depends on how long it takes you to finally look to the heavens and say, God, forgive me. I repent. You are in charge. Heaven rules. Happy Thanksgiving and welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job. Mark is president of Moody Bible Institute and senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. You know, sometimes it can feel as though life is just going against us. Our plans don't seem to work out. Our problems won't go away and we feel trapped in a cycle of defeat. And when we're feeling beaten down by everything around us, we often don't realize that the problem might be coming from within. On today's program, Mark reveals how our pride can lead us into a downward cycle of defeat and separate us from God's goodwill. If you have your Bible handy, go ahead and open to Daniel chapter 4 as we join Mark Job for his message. It's titled, Breaking the Cycle of Pride. You know, God can take you down immediately. This strong, pompous king immediately became like an animal in the field, unable to talk. Immediately, he was unable to eat like normal people and started eating grass in the field. Let me tell you something. God doesn't need a lot of time to tear us down. God doesn't need a lot of time to humble us. God doesn't need a lot of build-up time. It can be a heart attack away. It can be a bankruptcy away. It can be an accident away. It can be a take your entire business away in a moment. Whatever you boast about, whatever you're proud about, whatever you exalt in, it doesn't take long for the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the sovereign God of the universe, to crush whatever he needs to crush to bring us to our knees in humility before him. He can bring us to the most powerful man in the universe. Immediately, he can humble us. You know, I know that God is the one that raises up and puts down leaders. Some of you are extremely nervous about this next coming election. And we have people on both sides of the fence, his or hers. And some of you believe if this person wins, this country's going down, I'm moving to Montana, building a bunker in the middle of nowhere, waiting for the end of the world to happen. Some of you are packing your bags and ready to move to Puerto Rico. Others are, you know, you're, you're ready to get out of this place because you feel like, whoa, this place is going to come to an end. It's scary what's out there. Let me tell you, my heart is at peace. Let me tell you why. Because God is the one that puts up and takes down. There is a sovereign God of the universe that rules way, way above who is president, who's king, who's governor. He rules. God can take up, God can tear down, God can use the godly and the ungodly. There is a sovereign God of the universe that rules way above our political elections, way beyond our democracy. There is a God who reigns on high, and my trust is not in a political party or a person, but my trust is in the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the sovereign God of the universe, who I know holds this country and our lives in his hand. 
Man, that felt good just to say it. This king goes from powerful to pathetic immediately. From amazing to animal immediately. Can I tell you this? Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall is what Proverbs 16, 18 tells us. If you are proud today, if you are haughty today, if today you are walking in a cycle of pride, then I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to prophesy into your life. I'm going to predict into your life. Unless you repent and humble yourself, you will fall hard. You say, well, Pastor, how do you know that? Because the Word of God says pride always comes before a fall. A haughty spirit will be brought low. There are some of you that are already down. God warned you, reached out to you, called you. You resisted, and now you're down. There are some of you that will go if you resist the hand of humility before God. And so this is a warning. God will warn and convict, but ultimately the day will come where God will act upon his judgment. You see, he said, you will stay in this state for seven times until you acknowledge that the Most High is sovereign over the kings of the earth and gives them to anyone he wishes. You see, the ultimate form of insult to God is not to acknowledge his sovereignty. Pride puts itself in a place that should only belong to God. And when, we, when in our pride we don't acknowledge that he is king of kings and lord of lords, and when our pride we take credit for things that he's given us the ability to do, you say, no, 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 God didn't give me that job. I worked at it. I studied for it. I labored hard for it. Yeah, you did. But never forget who gave you the intelligence, the strength, and the ability to do it. The same one who gave it to you can take it away from you. No, it was my discipline and willpower that got me ahead. I worked hard and sweated hard to get where I'm at. I'm not going to give God any glory. Oh, yeah, well, the one that gave you the power to be disciplined, the one that gave you the ability to be able to work, the one that gave you health to your bones, breath in your lungs, intelligence in your mind, he's the one that can take it from you in a moment. Don't mess with the sovereignty of God. And there's always a degree of insanity that engulfs our mind when we're proud. Proud people ultimately become insanely focused on themselves. Not to the degree of Nebuchadnezzar, but I believe that unchecked pride leads to insanity. People do crazy things when they're proud. Crazy things in marriage, crazy things in their family, in their work, with their money, crazy things when they think they're untouchable. They step down into insanity believing that no one can stop them or control them, that they ultimately are lords of their destiny, that they are 
bigger, that they're above the law, that they're smarter than everybody else, that nothing applies to them. It's the ultimate insanity, and God sometimes allows us to go down that road of insanity induced by pride. Eventually, it comes to a screeching halt when God so decides to bring humility to our lives. So remember that pride cycle is set in motion when we take what belongs to God and act like it's our own. Remember that it gives way to insanity that can only be broken when you humbly recognize that heaven rules. And number three, remember that the pride cycle can only be broken, as I said, by acknowledging that truly heaven rules. Notice what it says in verse 34. At the end of that time, at the end of seven years, how many of you know that seven years is a long time when you're not having fun? Seven long years. Seven years. So his nails are growing long and unkept. Seven years, so his hair is tangled and matted. Seven years that he's been eating grass. Well, at least he was probably healthy. (laughs) Vegetarian healthy. Seven years of insanity. You say, well, pastor, how long does someone have to stay down before God raises them up? I believe that you stay down and that you and your heart are the predictors of how long you will stay at the bottom of the barrel. Because you will not come out until you acknowledge that the Most High is sovereign and that heaven does rule. It says, at the end of that time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes towards heaven and my sanity was restored. Listen, some of you have been down at the bottom of the barrel for a long time. And how many of you know that you even, even when you're at the bottom of the barrel doesn't mean that you're walking in humility? I've seen people broken for years and they refuse to look to the heavens and say God reigns. Even when they're at the bottom, they continue to defy God. How long you're in the bottom of the barrel, how long you're in a cycle of defeat, how long you're broken in your life, all depends on how long it takes you to finally look to the heavens and say, God, forgive me. I repent. You are in charge. Heaven rules. Well, it's so good to spend this Thanksgiving Day with you here on Bold Steps. Before we continue Mark Job's message, we want to encourage you to sign up for what we call the Bold Stepper Weekly. It's a free weekly devotional emailed out every Monday morning straight from the desk of our host, Mark Job. It's jam-packed with ministry updates and encouraging stories and biblical insights that complement these weekly programs. I appreciate the devotional aspect, Mark. Yeah, we try to add a little spiritual umph to the beginning kind of, of your week. Pick me up on a Monday morning. That's huh? right. And so we'll bring in some spiritual thoughts, some stories, some comments, some updates from our family. This past Bold Stepper Weekly uh, tells a little story of Dee and I when we first got married and one of our challenges that we had. And so I encourage you to sign up. It's free. It uh, comes every Monday morning. 
and I think it'll be an encouragement to your life. So if you're not already on the list, be sure to sign up for the Bold Stepper Weekly at boldstepsradio.org. And while you're there at the website, you'll also have a chance to request this month's Bold Step gift, but we'll talk more about that later in the program. Right now, let's get back to the message. Here again is Mark Job with Bold Steps. Seven years into it, Nebuchadnezzar in his crazy, insane state of delusion finally stops and looks to the heaven and acknowledges, you are sovereign God. And as soon as he acknowledged that God was sovereign and he was not, as soon as he admitted that he didn't have control over the universe and over people's lives, and that he was but a small peg in this grandiose universe, and that God is the God Almighty, as soon as he acknowledged it, then suddenly something happened. As quickly as his sanity was taken from him, so that quick was his sanity restored to him. Some of you have been in this cycle for three months, a year, five years. You've been going over and over this insane circle of pride in your marriage, in your business, with your family, in your fighting against God. When will you finally stop? When will you lift your eyes towards heaven and finally decide, I need to humble myself before God and admit that heaven rules? Proverbs 29, verse 23 says, A man's pride will bring him low, but a humble spirit will obtain honor. James 4, 6 says, But he gives more grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. James 4, 10, listen to this, says, Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will what? He will lift you up. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and then he will lift you up. 1 Peter 5, 6 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Listen, you want to stop the cycle? Look to the heavens. In humility, admit that God rules, that you are not in charge of your life. That you are not the dictator of your destiny. That there is someone greater than you. Acknowledge that God is God. He's never had a beginning. He's eternal. He'll never have an end because he's eternal. He's never learned anything because he's omniscient. He's got all power. He's omnipotent. He's sovereign, so he dictates the affairs of humanity and ultimately orchestrates the end of our story. He's omnipresent everywhere at all times. He is the God of the universe, and we are but a speck on the line of eternity that the God of the universe has chosen to love and graciously poured out to, and in humility we bow before him and acknowledge our place in the universe that God truly is an awesome, omnipotent, holy God that we have the privilege to serve and worship. And then number four, lastly, 
Not only is the pride cycle set in motion when we take what doesn't belong to us, it gives way to insanity. The only way out of it is to humble ourselves before Him. And lastly, the pride cycle turns to a spirit of praise and restoration when it's finally broken. It says in verse 36, At the same time that my sanity was restored, my honor and my splendor were returned to me for the glory of my kingdom. My advisors and my nobles sought me out, and I was restored to my throne and became even greater than before. Verse 37, now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and glorify the king of heaven because everything he does is right and all his ways are just and those who walk in pride he is able to humble. I want you to notice the first thing that happens when Nebuchadnezzar's sanity is restored. Verse 34 says, at the end of this time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes towards heaven, and my sanity was restored. And then what, what happened? Then I praised the Most High. Well, I want you to catch that. As soon as my sanity was restored, my praise was unleashed. As long as my sanity was not restored and I lived in pride, I was unable to praise. But when my sanity came back to me, then suddenly my praise became generous and started flowing out of me with power. I want you to hear me well. Listen, some of you here have a hard time praising and worshiping God. Because you are in a cycle of prideful insanity. Praise and worship requires us to humble ourselves before God. When I don't want to humble myself, I don't want to worship and praise. I don't want to make a fool of myself. In the Old Testament... To worship means to lie prostrate before God Almighty. That's what it means. To worship means to lie prostrate. To worship means to bow our knees before God. To worship means that we acknowledge I am nothing before the King of kings and the Lord of lords. When I am proud, listen, when I am proud, I can't show an expression because when I am proud, I don't want to humble myself before man or before God. Because when I worship unabashedly, when I praise without restraint, when I worship God like he deserves to be worshiped, it's a humbling experience before me. Because I bow my knee before someone that is greater than I. I bow my head before someone that deserves the worship more than I. And a proud spirit resist that can I ask you a question are you a worshiper here are you someone that can praise the king of kings and the lord of lords because if you have a hard time worshiping if it goes against your grain if you fight it if it's like something that you don't like to do could I could I say that maybe at the root of it there's pride maybe at the root of your inability to worship God unwanting to praise him. 
your meager adoration, could it be that at the heart of it is someone that says, I'm not going to do that for nobody. I don't want to see, I don't want these people to see me like that. When you, when you regain your spiritual sanity, a people that's been forgiven, liberated, cleansed, restored, they can't help but praise the King of Kings for all that he said and done. They overflow in worship. It, it flows out of them. King Nebuchadnezzar wasn't even a believer, but he became a praiser. He started to praise the living God for what he had done and what he deserved. I believe that the spirit of praise begins to inhabit those that have been humbled and broken before God. So I'm wondering about your praise. I'm wondering about your worship. I'm wondering if there's some of you today that at this very place, as I have spoken and given the symptoms of pride that you've identified, the symptoms in your heart of pride, and that before God Almighty today, you say, I need to humble myself before God. I don't want God to break me. I want to bend, not break. I want to bow, not be forced to bow. I want to humble myself before God Almighty. I want to break out of the insanity of pride and acknowledge that I am not in control of my future. I am not the master of my destiny, but there is a God that's sovereign and my life belongs to Him and He holds my future, He holds my life, and all the worship and praise and adoration belongs to Him. You know, I think it's fitting at the end of this message, especially on Thanksgiving Day, to pause and say, has pride or the insanity of pride or believing that somehow I'm in control, has that hindered my Thanksgiving? Has that stifled my gratitude? Has that focused my eyes on myself rather than focusing on the one who gives life? the provider of all things. And on this Thanksgiving Day, I want to pause with you and ask that God would begin to birth in your heart a spirit of gratitude, praise, and thanksgiving that is the antidote to pride. Father, I pray for that person right now on Thanksgiving Day who's had a hard time during this season of, your, of their life giving thanks to you. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that even today you're opening up their eyes to not take credit for what only you deserve credit for. I pray in Jesus' name that uh, those lips who have not praised you, that heart who has not extolled you, that mouth who has not opened to, to proclaim the goodness of God, that today on Thanksgiving Day, that that mouth will open up to begin to praise you. I pray, God, that a new 
uh, surge of praise and thanksgiving will surge naturally and will flow out of, yeah, that person's mouth right now who is discovering, yes, heaven rules and I don't. Go ahead, start praising God. Go ahead, let your thanksgiving come out. Go ahead, even right now, in your car, in your kitchen, wherever you're listening, why don't you open up your mouth and say, heaven rules, and I thank God today that heaven rules and that he's in control and that he's almighty and he deserves the credit and I don't. Go ahead, give him praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for opening up the fountain of praise on this Thanksgiving day. We bless you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mark. And that concludes this series called Allegiance, Kingdom Living in a Foreign Land. If you missed any of this study in Daniel, just go to our website to listen and catch up when you can. That's boldstepsradio.org. On our homepage, you'll also see that we're offering a valuable Bold Step gift that ties in nicely to our message about allegiance and living on mission for God's kingdom. The truth is, kingdom living isn't just about having good theology or membership at a church. It's about seeing your world with an eternal perspective and taking action for God's heavenly kingdom right where you are. In the book titled The Kingdom Agenda, you'll discover more about this coming kingdom and how to better serve God's eternal plan today. Dr. Tony Evans lays out the biblical concept of God's kingdom in relatable and easy-to-understand terms, equipping us with the spiritual perspective we need to see beyond our local politics and focus instead on the greater agenda of God. If you're ready to start serving God's kingdom in your local community, let us equip you with this refining tool of truth and encouragement. We'll send you a copy of The Kingdom Agenda, our bold step gift, when you give a donation of any amount to support this ministry. Just visit us online at boldstepsradio.org or call us at 844-615-7363. Again, 844-615-7363. Or send your financial gift in the mail by writing to us at Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Well, I'm Wayne Shepard wishing you and your family a very happy Thanksgiving. Make sure to join us again tomorrow when Mark begins a new series called God at Work, The Sacred Value of What You Do. That's coming up Friday on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.